May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. What a week this has been. Last Sunday we met for worship virtually, with Mass celebrated inside Vale Church. That felt a bit strange, the parish Mass in an empty church. But now we are in some sort of lockdown. The church buildings are locked and we are not even able to stream worship from within. So Mass is celebrated now in the rectory instead. There are probably plenty of words to describe this past week, but one which comes to mind is chaos. Chaotic, having little idea what will happen next. In recent days, I've been using a prayer for deliverance for, from the coronavirus by Pete Gregg and the 24-7 prayer movement in my prayers. One phrase jumped out at me as I started thinking about today's sermon, as I started thinking about chaos. May the Holy Spirit, who broods over the chaos and fills you with his presence, intercede for you and in you for others at this time. The Holy Spirit brooding over the chaos. You may have noticed that it is right there at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Right at the beginning, in the chaos, was the Holy Spirit moving over things as life on this earth began. The Holy Spirit moving, breathing God's life into creation. This theme continues in our first reading today from the prophet Ezekiel, the dry bones. Looking beyond this life, is that all there is when we are reduced to bones? No, says the Lord, I will put my spirit in you. Through the Holy Spirit, death is not the end. So often our focus can be on this life only. How can I get the most money, the fastest car, the house with the best view, the perfect husband or wife? Or how can I get the perfect parish come to that? It all becomes about now, all becomes about our successes and our preferences for the present moment. There is a page on Facebook, Overheard in Waitrose, that can illustrate some of the craziness of opinions, although I'm convinced many of the accounts aren't really true. But one I read yesterday. Daddy, shall we stockpile for both 
our houses. Self-centeredness. Worry only about ourselves and what we have. Forget everyone else. Forget anything else. But now, maybe that is starting to change. At this time, so much of what we would consider normality has gone out of the window. Every day we hear of more confirmed cases of COVID-19 close to home. And so naturally, we start to worry how bad it will get. And we worry about our own health and the health of those close to us. What will happen? And so maybe our mind moves to what is actually important. Meanwhile, life itself has changed. We can't go out much. Most of the shops are closed, as are gyms and restaurants. Football is cancelled. Even the churches are locked. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Even the list of things that I'll get round to eventually are getting done. I've even been doing some work in the garden, something I'm not very good at and something that I normally try to avoid. But at the back of our minds is our mortality. We are reminded starkly that one day those we love will be mourning our loss. One day our life here on earth will have finished. And so a natural question, is that all there is to our existence? Is that all? At the end of our life on earth, are we finished? In the Gospel reading, we see Jesus pointing towards his own resurrection in the raising of Lazarus, showing that the powers of death are defeated through him. The difference in this case, of course, is that eventually Lazarus did die again. But Jesus showed that he has the power over death. Even death cannot separate us from God. On this Passion Sunday, we are but two weeks away from Easter. Two weeks away from celebrating Jesus bursting from the tomb defeating death once and for all, defeating the powers of death and hell. Death then doesn't lead to eternity separated from God, but rather eternity with God. But here is Jesus pointing towards it, through Lazarus being raised. And after Jesus' resurrection, before his ascension into heaven, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come down upon his followers, something which happened at Pentecost and has continued to happen ever since. The Holy Spirit, which brooded over the chaos of creation, has anointed us and is brooding over the chaos of our current situation. 
we might feel that God isn't here, especially when we hear one or other piece of bad news, especially also when we see the church buildings secured. Has God gone home? No, that is not the case. The Holy Spirit is here in the midst of the chaos, breathing new hope because we are not alone. God is with us. In the first reading, we see the dry bones given life with God through the breathing of the Holy Spirit. And through Jesus, we know that when our life here on earth is done, Jesus is ready to greet us, welcoming us into his presence for all eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.